Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. Thursday, November 23rd, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott, and it is Thanksgiving Day here in America. So if you are outside of America, I apologize for the delay in getting the podcast out. I decided to sleep in this morning. So that is why this one is coming out a little later. I also only have six quick little stories to get you through this pretty quickly, um, and I want to get right into it. So this is first from cybernews.com. Um, Paulina Acquinty reporting, city in Texas attacked by the Akira ransomware gang. Nassau Bay has admitted to suffering a ransomware attack, leaving more than 8,000 affected. In a notice to affected clients on November 22nd, Nassau Bay officials explained there had been a data security incident. There you go. I'll just say what it is. It was ransomware, but okay. That caused the encryption of certain systems and files. Now, keep in mind, they, this notice happened yesterday on November 22nd. But according to officials, the attack happened on May 23rd, 2023. Well, it's only six months ago, but, you know, hey, whatever. An internal investigation showed that an unauthorized party removed a number of files from their network, including financial account numbers, credit card numbers, in combination with security codes, access codes, passwords, and PINs. Uh, the population of Nassau Bay is about 5,347. The office of the Maine Attorney General states that 8,839 people were affected by the attack, free credit monitoring, identity theft protection have not been offered to those affected, but chances are they probably will. Um, I would say that you probably shouldn't wait six months to uh, let people know that their information has been stolen. But the key point of this article is not that, it is that it doesn't matter the size of your organization, of your municipality, of whatever. The ransomware groups don't care. They are looking for targets wherever they can find them. I don't know if they paid the ransom. It doesn't necessarily say that here in this particular article. My guess is they did not. They likely rebuilt it from scratch. Probably wasn't a huge system, but again, anybody can be targeted. How's your leadership? Just wondering. Darkreading.com, Elizabeth Montabano reporting, scattered spider hops nimbly, scattered spider hops nimbly from cloud to on-prem in complex attack. Some of these people really need to work on their headlines so that they're easier to read, but whatever. The actor behind the high-profile MGM incident jumps across segmentations in under an hour in a ransomware attack spanning Okta, Citrix, Azure, SharePoint, and more. Again, because all those things had vulnerabilities. The group behind the high-profile MGM attack in September has resurfaced in yet another sophisticated ransomware attack in which the actor pivoted from a third-party service environment to a target organization's on-premises network in only an hour. This is a very interesting article and is somewhat lengthy. It'll probably take you four or five minutes to read it. I'm not going to read the whole thing for you here, but I highly recommend you go look at it, especially if you're in cyber defense. But the attack by Cyber Scattered Spider, which is an Alfie Black Cat ransomware affiliate, sealed the group's position as a formidable adversary for large enterprises with a nimble ability to target the enterprise to their cloud service providers, according to a report by RealQuest published on November 22nd. Tactics demonstrated were similar to those to the ones that took down MGM's network with the group using credentials to an Okta single sign-on agent stolen from a help desk employee to enter a third-party cloud environment and move on to the enterprise network from there. That is some impressive pivoting, to be quite frank. During the investigation, the initial access vector was unclear, but weeks later, the customer reported that the intrusion was attributed to a social engineering attack in which the user's credentials were reset by the attackers, according to the report. This 
tactic of social engineering strongly aligns with scattered spiders previously attacks uh, previous tactics rather techniques and procedures which were used to elicit valid account credit information um, so specifically attackers used a socially engineered MFA fatigue attack in which they used a valid account credentials to attempt four MFA challenges within two minutes. The last resulted in successful authentication with a new single sign in being observed from a Florida IP address that was used to reset a legitimate Okta users credentials to access the environment of a cloud service provider. They then quickly jumped from there to the on-premises enterprise network where they stole all sorts of stuff. So the key point being here obviously is you need to educate your employees as to these kind of tactics so they don't give their information over the phone they don't they don't get hit by a mfa fatigue attack where basically all that means is you keep getting these you keep getting these mfa pop-ups that say did you did you log into this or whatever and you figure at the fourth time it must be right and you just say yes that's a bad 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 plan um uh, but again, if people don't, aren't aware of it, they will continue to fall for it. So again, this just kind of goes to show the evolution of these cyber actors. And if you're not aware of what they're doing, if you're not looking, you don't have good cyber intelligence review, then eventually they're coming for you. Um, this is ArsTechnica.com. Ron Amadeo reporting chat GPT with voice opens up to everyone on iOS and Android. Now, I know there's this whole thing with the chat GPT CEO. Um, I didn't really talk about it here because who cares? Whatever. It's a bunch of billionaires, you know, arguing about their companies. Okay. So whatever. But uh, it's been a chaotic week at OpenAI, but the company has somehow still found time to roll out um, a new product, chat GPT with voice available for free to free users on the chat GPT app on your phone. The feature launched for paying users in September. And if you haven't heard, it's a full blown voice assistant. The feature is still rolling out to new, new devices. Um, on, and this guy says on my Android phone, I don't have a headphone icon anywhere, but with a plus, even with a plus subscription, so clearly not working everywhere. But again, this is just an evolution of the tool. People are going to now argue that this makes chat GPP even more dangerous. Bad guys are going to use it, blah, blah, blah. It's not really intelligence, people. It is just a large language learning system that has a lot of information that if you manipulate it correctly, can get you stuff you that you want, good or bad. Bad guys are going to take technology and they're going to modify it, but good guys can do it as well. So let's not get all concerned about, oh my God, another thing chat GPT is doing. Bleepingcomputer.com, Bill Tolis. Kansas courts confirm data theft ransom demand after cyber attack. Now, if you remember, this is a couple weeks ago. I noted that the Kansas Judicial Branch had been hit by a cyber incident, right? It was the scare quote, cyber incident. And we would hear more about it. Now, here we are hearing more about it. In mid-October, they author, they disclosed a security incident. Now, here we, is what we know. Their system status remains unchanged, so they haven't figured out how to fix it. But the following services are flagged as currently offline. Kansas e court uh, Kansas key, I'm sorry, Kansas Court's e-filing, their order portal, their court public access, their case inquiry, so a whole bunch of stuff just still not working. An update posted on the Kansas Judicial Branch newsroom called the impact on the systems temporary and underlined that more dire aspects of the cyber attacks are underlined the more dire aspect of that cyber attacks by confirming the data breach. Okay, so obviously it hit with ransomware, data was stolen off of it. They're now letting you know that this occurred. Um, again, uh, it goes to show anybody can be a target, but this is something I think I predicted last October, a month ago when this happened, that we would hear more about this. Here we are now hearing more about it. It was ransomware. And you can probably figure that most times when, when organizations say they were hit with a security incident, probably ransomware. 
All right, for those who are going to be shopping today on Thanksgiving or tomorrow for Black Friday, this is from scmedia.com. Steve Zurier reporting, post-Thanksgiving e-commerce indigestion, web application security issues beckon. With the holiday online shopping blitz just days away, well, actually, it's it's here, a study examining how online merchants handle customer personal um, and financial data suggests shoppers need to add a dollop of caution to their shopping list. Indeed, they do. An examination of web application security practices by online retailers revealed a mix of privacy red flags for Black Friday and Cyber Monday online shoppers. An application security study released this week found that the personally identifiable information is often needlessly stored inside commercial applications used to process customer payments. Other privacy and security concerns were identified, such as misconfigured or unpatched e-commerce related applications, according to the study by Cognito. While those issues should be a concern year-round, an uptake in holiday shopping amplifies security concerns, researchers assert. The National Retail Foundation and Adobe Analytics found that just on Cyber Monday alone, more than 77 million people spent upwards of $11 billion on Cyber Monday in 2022. And here's some of the key findings. Too many sites lack best practices. Um, some e-commerce apps still lack HTTPS. So that's not good. Web firewall application, um, web application firewalls are missing in action. Critical security issues abound, and there are issues where commerce web apps are under monitoring. Have at least one issue from the OWASP top ten list. These are uh, vulnerabilities that mean bad guys can get in. So, be careful when you go shopping. Um, so, shop from big retailers. Um, and perhaps the best thing, honestly, is to have a single credit card that if it gets compromised, you just don't care so that you can close it quickly and move on with your life. Most people are not going to do that, but that is the way around this. All right. Info Security Magazine. This is the last, last article. North Korean software supply, supply chain threat is booming. The UK and South Korea warn. South Software soft supply chains conducted by North Korean hackers have skyrocketed over the past few years, according to UK and South Korean government agencies. The Magic Line 4NX and 3CX compromises, which both started in March 2023, are two of the most recent examples. To raise public awareness and prevent company compromise, uh, the UK's National Cyber Security Center and South Korea's National Intelligence Service issued a joint advisory on November 23rd describing some of North Korea's hackers' TTPs. According to these entities, these cyber these threat actors have been observing, observed exploiting zero-day vulnerabilities in third-party software commonly used by government agencies, financial institutions, and defense organizations globally. They've also been relying on newly published vulnerabilities and tools, as well as exploiting multiple vulnerabilities in series to precisely uh, precisely attack a specific target. So obviously, like I've, I've been saying, when these CVEs come out that publish and identify vulnerabilities in software applications, if you do not patch them, bad guys are going to find you who are not using it. So... Um, there's more to this article. It's, it kind of shows how their supply chain attacks work. Um, I recommend it to you again, infosecuritymagazine.com. As always, all of the articles uh, mentioned in this podcast will be placed in the, um, will be linked in the show notes. So you can go free, feel free to look at those there. With that, I'm going to let you go on this Thursday. I hope you, if you are in America, I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. I hope it's safe, uh, healthy, and um, your food is good. If you are outside the United States, I hope you have a great Thursday as well. Moving into the weekend, as always, thoughts, questions, comments are welcome. You can hit me up at Darren at the cyberguy.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, also, you can read my occasional musings on Substack. You can find me on X at the cyberguy, cyber spelled C-Y-B-U-R. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by Cyber Guy Productions. 
feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.